Gemara and Saita, the first part of the Gemara we're all familiar with, that the Gemara says, B'schos Nashim Tzidkani Shei Beis Adar Nigal Avasinim Mitzrayim. The Gemara says that we know that we were Nigal from Mitzrayim, B'schos Nashim Tzidkanius. And then the Gemara continues, you know, the next statement that's lesser known, and b'schos nashim tzidkaniyos, in b'schos of the same nashim tzidkaniyos, shen is kakas lebaleyan, that during the Sheba Mitzrayim, when they were throwing babies in the river, nonetheless continued to build families and were willing to sacrifice and build families under such crazy conditions, zahu klal Yisrael wazeicha to bizas Mitzrayim. Klal Yisrael to get all of the all of the spoils that they took out of Mitzrayim when they left. The question, one of four, is what is the Mida Keneged Mida? Why in the schos of the Nashim Tzidkanius, Shinnis Kakas Lebalei, and they continued having families, is the reward for that specifically Bizas Mitzrayim? That's question number one. Question number two, Gemara, famous Gemara says, Daber Na Ba'aznei Ha'am, Hashem told Moshe, please, please, beg Klal Yisrael to take all the money from Mitzrayim. The Gemara asked this question, you have to beg people to take money? You know, if you tell me where I could get money from, you won't have to tell me twice. I'll take it, you don't have to beg, you don't even have to like, uh, finish your sentence. So why does the Torah need to beg Klal Yisrael to take money. Number three, even with the Gemara's tarots to that kasha, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so keen on Klal Yisrael, leaving Mitzrayim rich, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu really, really needed it to fulfill his promise to Avram Avinu, <coughs> HaKadosh Baruch Hu was very capable of making us rich without going through this charade of borrowing from Mitzrayim and like lending and not paying back. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, instead of making it rain mon one day, could have made it rain $100 bills one day. And we all would have gotten taken care of and each guy would have his own stack and we could have left Mitzrayim rich without that whole exercise. So why was it necessary to go through that whole exercise? Finally, Final question is as follows. In this week's parish, it says, V'shala isha meshchenta umigaras besa, and each woman can ask from her neighbor, Klei chesef, silver kalim, Klei zav, golden kalim, usmales, and clothing. The Torah, in parshas Bay, Parakidal, Pasuk Beis, when a Kosh Baruch was telling <coughs> this Pasuk, Tomei Shadabar Nabaz Neyam, Silver Kalim, Zav, Golden Kalim. No smallest. No smallest. Why in Shmois, when Akarsh Baruch was foretelling it, he said smallest. When he was telling Moshe how to do it, he skipped smallest. And when we actually left Mitzrayim, when we actually left Mitzrayim, it says, 
It says, Uvnei Yisrael osu kidvar Moshe. We listened to Moshe. Vayishalu mi Mitzrayim. We borrowed, so to speak, from Mitzrayim. Klei chesef, klei zav, usmolis. Smolis are back. So, in the original Pasuk, it talked about Smolis. In the result, it talked about Smolis. But when Moshe actually issued the Tzivoy, didn't talk about Smolis. What happened in the middle? So I heard a beautiful Teretz from Rebel Yisfei, the Philadelphia Yeshiva. And he said as follows. There's a Sfarnai in that Pasuk in Bay, Yud Aleph Beis, in that Pasuk of Daberna says the Sfarnai taking the Klechesi V'chleizah from Mitzrayim was a terrible idea. And none of the Yidin were interested in it. Because if you think about it, at that point, the Mitzrayim were totally sick of us. They just had a terrible year of Makis and their whole country was going downhill. And finally, the Mitzrayim got rid of these Jews. Bar Hashem, goodbye and good riddance. And there's a good chance that had we done nothing more, they would have let us go and not had any will to chase us down. Because we're finished with them. At least let's keep all our stuff, let's keep our money, our gold, our silver. We'll rebuild. And we got rid of these Jews. Let's go weiter. What Akash Baruch Hu was telling Klai Yisrael to do is, you know what? Go take every ounce of precious metal in the country and basically taunt the Mitzrayim on the way out, <coughs> thereby basically making the need to chase you down. What you're doing is you're making the Mitzrayim say, hey, couple days later when they're going to come to their senses, we let the Jews go, and now there's not a dollar left in the country. we got to chase them down. So the Yidin, if given a choice, if they were asked, do you want to take this gold and silver? They would say, no way. That's guaranteeing our future demise. We're setting up a trap for ourselves. We're, we're doing mitzri bait, which means if we could just leave, we could just leave. If we take all their money, they're going to chase us down and either kill us or schlep us back for the money we took from them. And that's a horrible idea that no Yid would be interested in. It's money. Says the Sfarnai, <laughs> what Akash Baruch was doing is giving them one last massive Nisayan in Amuna. Rabbi Zay, we're leaving. But do you trust me enough to make this work? Do something totally not in your best interest. Do something totally counterproductive. Don't just leave. Take every last ounce of gold and silver in the country, really rile them up, upset them, and guarantee that you'll be chased. And that's the Nisayan in Amuna that Akarish Baruch was doing with this Sivri <laughs> of take their gold and silver. And that's why like we asked, it has to say, Daverna, I beg you to take the money. Because it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about the emuna. Kaisrol doesn't want the money, and a Baruch Hu isn't doing this to make sure we have money, per se. He's doing it to test our emuna. Do you trust me that I'll take care of you? Good. Because if you trust me, I'm going to have you do something that is totally 
against your best interest, but just trust me and do it. And that's the answer to why a Baruch who didn't just make $100 bills fall down from the sky. Because that would give us money without testing our amuna. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I want you, as you're leaving, to take all their money. And I want you to trust me on that one. But if you think about it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu upped the ante even more. Which means, it's one thing to take all their money. And if you think about it, once I have all of somebody's gold and silver, I don't want their used clothes. So what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling us? Take from them, Klei Chesef, Klei Zav, what are the three most valuable things in your house? Your gold, your silver, and your old suit. What's HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing there? He's making the Nisayan that much more hard. Take all their money, and even if there was a slight chance that they'd let that pass, take the shirt off their back. Take every last stitch of clothing in the country so that when they finally wake up from their hangover, they're going to totally go nuts and 100% chase you. So if HaKadosh Baruch would have let us go, there would be a 50-50 chance if they would chase us. Take all their gold and silver, there's a 90% chance that they're going to chase us. Take their shirt, that ups it to 100% chance they're going to chase you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upping the ante in the Nisayan of how I want you to leave Mitzrayim. You go in your power and pajamas in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Zok, in the beginning, the Rebbe says, you know, I'm going to have you do this. In the middle of Pasuk, when Akash Baruch was telling Moshe, how to tell Klai Yisrael, Moshe didn't believe that Klai Yisrael could do that highest level. Moshe didn't believe. Moshe said, listen, Klai Yisrael, Bali Amuna, they're maminim b'nei maminim. They'll leave, they'll trust you, they'll even take the gold and silver. I, I can't ask that they, take, that they take their used clothing from the uh, goodwill delivery. I can't ask that they do that. <coughs> so in the tzivoy in Moshe, in the middle, Moshe skips the smallest because he thought it was too big of an ask. But the Torah tells us in the end of Parshas Bay, they did They took the whole thing. Which means Klai Yisrael passed this last final huge Nisayan of Amuna. That not only did they believe Akash Baruch would beguile them, they did it in a fashion which they were basically exposing themselves to certain death because they're taunting the Mitzrayim and taking all their stuff and they still did it. It was the final Bechina, the final Nisayan of Bitachan and Amuna. Where did Kla Yisrael get this ability, this tradition, this <coughs> the Shtarkeit that allowed them to do something that on paper makes so little sense but you just do it because it's the right thing to do. They learned it from the Noshim Tzidkanius, who when Pari said, take every baby and throw them in the river, they still had babies. They did what made no sense on paper simply because it was the right thing to do. So this is how the Gemara and Saita reads. Bishar Noshim Tzidkanius, in the Schar that the Noshim Tzidkanius threw caution to the wind, and did what was right 
in the face of certain death. Zochu lebizas Mitzrayim. It doesn't mean we merited the money of the bizas Mitzrayim. We, mer- we merited the metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, not the M-E-T-A-L. We merited the metal to survive such an assignment. That's where we got the ability. That's where we got the ability to do something that required so much amuna in the schar of Nashim Tzidkanias, who were able to do something in the face of certain death. We were able to do something in the face of certain death simply because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to.